It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And, uh... On Live 365, because we do it on the largest internet radio network in the world, Live 365. Look for Twin Talk Cast Radio. <laughs> I couldn't remember for a second, but that there it is. That's what happens when we take a week off. But to this week, we have a fantastic show, and we're so happy that you're with us tonight. Tonight with us from the Steve Fister band himself. Steve Fister is going to be with us tonight. Right on. Sharing right on. a couple of new tracks from his new album. That guy could play guitar, man. He's awesome. He, Rick, uh, how do they say it in the guitar world? He shreds it. He shreds it. He thrashes it. Huh? He shreds it, dude. He rocks it. <laughs> well, here in the garage, he's going to jam it. Also, because there's been a big controversy with a bunch of law enforcement personnel in Southern California being terrorized by a former law enforcement personnel himself. <laughs> See, finally they get it, eh? <laughs> we're scared too, Holmes. <laughs> so anyway, with us today, we're going to have a phone call from a uh, sergeant from a large police agency here in Los Angeles oh, who wishes it. to remain anonymous. Did you tell? Did you tell him... Did you tell him where Tia Luis's garage is? I did tell him, but... Don't tell him, man. No, hey, but we need cover, We need dude. to stay anonymous también, It's man. good to have, listen, three things. A doctor, a teach, four things. A doctor, a teacher, a lawyer, and a police officer in your back pocket. Okay. So I make we make him famous, he, he takes care of us. Uh, right on. <laughs> anyway, so he'll be talking to us about a little insight. On, I'll have a Boston cream donut, eh? <laughs> <laughs> a little insight into what it was like uh, to be law enforcement personnel during the greatest manhunt and terrorization. Is that a word? Of police personnel by another former police personnel. Himself. I don't know, dude. That, that The way that whole thing... How do you say it in the television world? Unfolded? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was dramatic, eh? It was pretty dramatic. It was pretty sad too. I think the guy the, you know <laughs> the guy, you know. Well, I, I, you know what? It was a uh, scary situation for those of you who do not know uh, or didn't catch the news or are dead. Uh, there was uh, a, a a manhunt, the largest manhunt in Southern California history, uh, when Christopher Dorner, former LAPD uh, and a uh, soldier terrorized the police officers and killed a few of them, including some of their family members. Uh, so we do have a very important phone call with a sergeant with law enforcement in Southern California who wishes to remain anonymous, but he is a friend of ours. And he's. Nah, I don't know who it is. Eh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's what's going on. Also, uh, we want uh, we're going to have call ins and things on Facebook, but most importantly, um, like we do every week, uh, straight out of Telemundo and NBC, our very own uh, a news girl, multimedia journalist, our friend Jackie Casas with the News and Dirty Laundry in a little while. Jackie, sure. what's going on with the News and Dirty Laundry this week? Hi guys, I miss you guys. Welcome I miss back. you. Oh, let me get your audio up. Oh, oh my. Come 
Come on. There get, it is. Get me going. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tonight, I have the final details of Southern California's manhunt for Christopher Dorner. And uh, also, do you have a cruise in mind for spring break? Well, you might change your mind after listening to this story. <laughs> and finally, has it ever happened to you that you're getting real hot and heavy with your man or your girl? And uh, <laughs> you have no condom on hand? Uh. Well, a college student slash entrepreneur has the perfect solution for you. I'll oh. Yeah, I'll tell you what that is, and of course, more in just a few in News and Dirty Laundry. And that's what it is. <laughs> Jackie Casas is back uh, with News and Dirty Laundry. So that's you know. So stay tuned. Fantastic show, dude! I can't wait to hear that solution, eh? What solution? Oh, do you think <laughs> yeah. you have it in flavors too? <laughs> is that <laughs> so? Um, also, we want to let you all know that we are accessible via Facebook throughout the show. Oh Even yeah! Throughout the show, please feel free to chat us up on Facebook. Friend us on our Facebook uh, at Twin Talk Show. Twin Talk Show. And you can always chat us up on our wall. Make your comments public on our wall because everybody else likes to be uh, interactive. And uh, if you want to say it in Spanish, you just fa Facebook. Facebook. Facebook it. Facebook it. Also, uh, we do it the old-fashioned style. If you want to give us a call and let us hear your lovely voices, uh, please give uh -huh. us a call at 626-275. Oh, twin. 626-275-8946, and we'll take your phone calls. Dude, I almost missed that one. I was Facebooking on our Facebook. on our Twin Talk show. I see, uh, I see a Facebook. few people there. I'm going to give you guys some shout-outs. We're kind of low. Is the audio kind of low, fellas? I, mean, it, I don't know. I'm... I'm, I'm going to turn it up a little bit I'm here. always low, eh? <laughs> low is low. Okay, so that's what's <laughs> going on. Also, um, uh, we, let's, let's see. John McBride just chimed in on Facebook. He says, Big John McBride in the house. Sir Moon? Right on, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sir Moon. Hey, what's up, Holmes? Hey, John. Shoo. Also, Maria Guerra says, oh, Yay, my favorite twins. Thank you, Maria. My, Maria Guerra, thanks for that awesome video that you put up in our honor. We are so glad that you listen every week. Really awesome to have great listeners and pretty ones at that. Hey, that if that's really your picture, Maria, I don't know. <laughs> is it your picture? Hey, you got angles, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember that Facebook, uh, that MySpace video? Oh, dude, I got to find that one. <laughs> Which was that? Angles. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Scott's listening. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for chiming in. Lulu's listening, of course. Terry's listening in Nebraska. It must be cold in Nebraska right now. Uh, <clears throat> Terry, Terry says, I just came in from my master gardening class. I said, hey, trim that bonsai, dude. Trim it. <laughs> and I mean a tree, dude. Jeez, cochino. Anyway, so we're back. Angel, how was your week, man? Oh, my week was pretty good. I, uh... uh Oh, I wrote it down. I, wrote it down. <laughs> I totally forgot. Oh, dude, it was my daughter's birthday on Saturday. Yay. So we hit the sake bombs, eh? Yeah. Nice. I, hey, I got hit on three times, man. Wow, that's a, that's a dude, first. So I'll it's a <laughs> it's a first. So that's like news. Hey, no, but I was, you know, we were in a group. I was with my wife. I'm a gentleman, Jackie. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm a gentleman. I would hope you be. Put your hand down, me, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Here she comes with the backhand. Uh, anyways, uh, that yeah, that was that we did went up the mountain. How about you, man? How was your weekend? Um, I had a my weekend was was nice. Uh, my son's uh, weekend with with uh, with with Bobby, but they were sick, so yeah, we, we stayed home all I weekend. And the poor boys, both of them, my two-and-a-half-year-old and my five-year-old, very sick. But I still took some time to take them outside to get some sunlight before it got, you know, cloudy, just to get that vitamin D or whatever it is that you get from sunlight. 
but uh, pretty much just vegged at home with them, uh, took care of them. We did take one trip. Where did we go? We went to – I took them with me to – I forget where I took them with me. <laughs> but we did like a – oh, yeah, grocery store run. They're, they're talking a lot more now, man, well, especially Christian, the little one. Well, Christian's something else, and he has a cute little lisp. Let me <laughs> tell you something about the sun. You know, like uh, 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 there's a uh, – for ages and ages, people have uh, meditated – in at sunset or sunrise, uh-huh. uh, but uh, in, uh, in particular, uh, they they meditate at sunset. Uh-huh. Uh, they find a good vantage point. There's a pretty good one right, right up here at the at the canyon trails here, because uh-huh. you could see the horizon um, to the west. And when the sun, you know how the sun sets and it gets like this kind of different orangey color. Right. Well, you it's not that strong, so you can gaze into it. And so then you st- uh, uh, sun gazing is believed to 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 be you be you're able to actually receive even more uh, uh, whatever energies and you know vitamins or whatever th- that is okay. from the sun and safely do it through the eyes as they say the eyes are the windows of the soul eh okay so you can make a deposit like that eh and so that's what you do when you go up to the mountain you 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 seek into your soul by looking in the eyes you do because it kicks your butt man you you, you can't breathe. So all your energy's out, you know. So you know, whatever. But that's what you know. That's what people believe. They, and, and 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 some of these people who have meditated and fasted, they they claim that they can actually fast for longer periods of time okay. pe- from retreat from getting that kind of energy or maybe even uh, vitamin D. Whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. The it vitamin D diet, eh? Sounds esoteric to me, man. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, but, you know, that's good, though. It's good. I believe in going out and getting your sunlight and getting some, you know, vitamin D and everything and, you know, into the windows of the soul and all that other stuff. Okay, whatever, man, dude. Eh? Yeah. We whatever. need more of that. I think everybody should, you know, exercise some kind of, uh, in, in their a busy regimen, something that you, like, you would categorize as esoteric. You'd be surprised, eh? Yeah. That's the, the, ever, the ever-giving source of everything, eh? Uh, you know what? In fact, I'm, I'm going to talk about that on the Chill Lounge. Listen to the Chill Lounge. We'll listen to the Chill Lounge later. But right now, it's time for... Oh, shout... Time it's for time for your shout-outs. And uh, your shout-outs are brought to you by Express Cuts. Because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another. So just go to Express Cuts. And uh, anyways, we'll, t- we'll give you some more information. I want to give a shout-out, first of all, to our uh, our homie, uh, Willie Bass. Hey, uh, hope you make a fast recovery, man. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're pulling for you here. Willie Bass is the host for the uh, Tales from the Sunset Strip, which goes on Fridays here on TwinTalkCast.com at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, look out for that. Uh, also, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Tori KB. Christine L. Hey, next time I'm going to go on your Facebook and I'm going to like, like, like some of your <laughs> posts también, eh? And uh, shout out to Joe Apon and all the KISS fans, eh? All the KISS fans out there, 39 years since they debuted their rockin' classic yesterday. Yes. The self-debuted album KISS. You got to listen to that one through and through all the way to the end, eh? It slows down pretty rocking. Yep. Also, a shout-out to Ryan and Medico that Flow. Look out for their YouTube video. They're pretty cool, eh? They're, that's our homie over there. I guess he's collaborating with this vato named Ryan, eh? Awesome. Gotta meet this homie. Also, uh, a shout-out for Kim at Vistaco. Love the curly, 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 curly hair. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Sean. Oh, he's our, he was our server slash performer slash... The bringer of the sake bombs, eh? Thanks for hooking it up on Saturday night. Uh, it was pretty awesome. I made it home safe, eh? Made it home safe. 
I had a designated driver. Also, a shout-out to my girl, Lulu. I love you, baby. You know, she's really, they had a great time. You hooked it up over at NBC. Yeah. Jane Leno, I'm telling you, I wish I, I was there to see her. Because she gets all excited, eh? I, I would have stuck around and <laughs> give her a tour of the place, but I had to get prepared for this show. We, we were still late in 30 minutes or yeah. whatever it was. He wasn't done mopping the floors yet, Mija. <laughs> also, a shout-out to Patty and Con Contessa. What's up, Contessa? My buddy, Loaf. What's up, Holmes? I gave that shout-out you wanted last time. Also, uh, a shout-out uh, to Maria G. Thanks for that video you posted that you created of Los Twins and Twin Talk. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, baby. Very Your shout-outs were brought to you by... Oh, you got some shout-outs, bro? Uh, go on, man. Go on. Go on. We, we got some shout-outs for... Steve Fister. Of the Steve Fister band. <laughs> okay. And his, and his lovely family, uh, Nic Nicole, Nicole and, 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 and the neighbors, the... Uh, the the, the, the Allens, all of them. <laughs> Meyer Street Mob. There you go. That's what I was looking for. I knew you guys had a gangster name, eh? Your shout-outs are brought to you by Express Cuts because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another. So go to Express Cuts at 10420 Laura Souza Road in the city of El Monte. Tell them the twins sent you. Look them up. And that's it, eh? Choo! And we'll be right back. Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T U-verse. Tune in. You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we broadcast live every Tuesday night on TwinTalkCast.com. From where? On Live365.com, the uh, largest internet radio network in the world. And we do it all out of Theo Luis's garage, somewhere in the Twiniverse. Thanks for listening to us again this week. You know what? Last week, I want we want to talk about our, our previous podcast. Oh, that's right. We um, we archive all our podcasts that you know, as you know, right now you're listening to us live, but or, we or you may be listening to us on a recording. But if you are right now, what? could right you imagine now? that? Just ponder that, eh? That we have we have you know this is like a twin time. <laughs> anyway, I want to say that it's an alternate universe. We are uh, we brought we broadcast I live every digging. Tuesday night, but we record all our podcasts and archive them just for you to listen to on demand or subscribe for free on TwinTalkCast.com. Uh -huh. And last week well, we weren't in here because I was out fighting crime trying to capture this. Dorner guy, <laughs> yeah, right. And capture the shot, maybe. And so what we did is we <laughs> replayed uh, last year's Valentine's Day special, and it was a fantastic show. It was our show called uh, Chick Flicks and Dildos, <laughs> and on our show was uh, awesome. Um, uh, we the had Cineverse. We had the Cineverse guys talking about the five, their favorite five chick flicks for guys, and also uh, a woman from the Passion Party. 
Uh, I forgot her name. I'm sorry. Yeah, who, who cares, eh? But it's the content that mattered. <laughs> her name was Aubrey. Aubrey. I'm Aub kidding. I'm Aubrey was right. here, and she was giving us some tips, our listeners, some tips on what to do <laughs> to make our val your Valentine's dates hot. And she brought some toys. Remember oh, dude, that? it was funny. I was listening. I was having dinner with my wife listening to that. Well, anyway, it was a fantastic show. The best thing about that show was that that was the show a year ago where my brother surprised his then fiance and proposed to her on the air. Yeah. <laughs> what did she say? Do we spoil it? Let's uh, not spoil it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what she said, go to TwinTalkCast.com. Click previous podcasts and look for chick flicks and dildos. But it is a fantastic show. It was a fun show. I I, I listened to it. Let me tell you, bro. You you came up, eh? Because you you found out last minute. <laughs> I found out last minute. And uh, and uh, I was pimping it that. Day. Okay, so Angel text messages <laughs> me two two. I'm at work fighting crime once again. He text messages me at work while I'm shooting something as a text message. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna propose to my fiance tonight on the show. <laughs> And I've already produced, we've already produced the show, put we it had, together. We had it set up. Already set up. The but the timing was right, eh? You just got to do it when it's right, eh? And I was sober, you know? <laughs> so so we had, so of course, I had to figure out a way to make so it special clear, with, eh? with audio levels. And then the, we had a garage I think full. I might have just been juicing, too. <laughs> Dude, we had, <laughs> hey, Jackie, do you remember we had like 15 people in the garage? We, we did. We did, and it was kind of really sweet because everybody knew what was going to happen. But she didn't, and she and was here. she didn't. She came in. We had, like, food and stuff here, yeah. right? And, um, and she just walked did. in, and I, I feel like everyone was kind of giggling. Like, you know what was funny, too? Like, that we had happen? We had a lot of listeners, family and friends, who knew that were listening. Yeah. And they were, like, on Facebook saying, come on, when are you going to, you know, when are you going to ask her, dude? We've been waiting. And she had no clue. She's sitting in the garage listening to the show, <laughs> and – and she has no clue while our listeners and the people in the garage knew that she was going to be proposed to. It was funny. Also, my sister. I brought my, the my, ratings up. My, eh? my, my then 17-year-old <laughs> daughter, uh, daughter was listening. And it her first time ever listening. And it was a pretty risque show. After all, we had it was called Chick Flicks and, and Dildos. dildos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dear, I love you, sweetheart. Shout out to you out in Colorado. She's like, really, out of all times, Dad, that I'm listening. <laughs> but I check thought it, it out. was a good show. There's a lot of good shows on that uh, on previous podcasts. <laughs> anyway, so now that you hear this thumping guttural beat that grabs you from the loins and goes, makes you want to put your hands in the air, say jump, say jump, y'all. <laughs> oh, man. This. You know, that's her soundtrack. Ladies and gentlemen, straight out of Telemundo and NBC, multimedia journalist, lover of boobs, and the wearer of pink headphones but guys don't worry she likes the white boys <laughs> i like this like dancing to my to my beat ladies and gentlemen with the news and dirty laundry it's jackie casa we want to remind everybody that when jackie does her news uh we interrupt her a lot so <laughs> but we say some really stupid things and if you have comments no, on... Charlie, you say stupid <laughs> things, eh? If you have any comments, please give us a call at 626-275-8946. <laughs> or give us a chat right there on Facebook wall, Twin Talk Show. Hey, Jackie, how are you? Hi, guys. Welcome back. We missed you. Yay, I'm back. You were in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii. Uh -huh. uh, I was over there for a week, and uh, I went for this 
beautiful wedding of my good friend Ramy. Shout out to you guys, newlyweds, oh. Ray, Ramy and Kaylani. Yeah, shout out, sure. shout out. Oh, so it was a wedding you went to. It was to. a wedding that I went to, and I kind of sort of doubled it up as some much, much needed R and R time. And uh, it was nice. It, it's it's exhausting to fight crime in the news industry, isn't it? It is. It's very <laughs> exhausting. Can, so. can I just take a minute, though? We didn't say, uh, we didn't give a shout out to Esme Cariaga, who filled in for Jackie Casas two weeks oh, ago yeah. when she was on vacation. Esme Cariaga, multimedia journalist out of Access Hollywood, Dateline, and so on and so forth. She was here filling in with current events, and we want to thank you and give you a shout out. Yes, right Esme, did a great job. Thank yes, you. Indeed. Awesome job. But welcome back, Jackie. Yes, hey, so back I had a for good the time. gifts, me, huh? You're yeah, you, welcome. She brought gifts. She brought I did. Mm -hmm. I brought some Hawaii time gifts. I just, I have to say this because my sister will kill me if I don't. We went on this adventurous um, boat tour, but it was really like a motorized banga boat. It was, <laughs> it was in. Really? It was. Oh it my was God. Mickey Mouse? I thought I was going <laughs> to die. But my sister wanted to did make me. Did you think you were in Mexico? I would, right? <laughs> I got a burn. <laughs> I got all beat up after that trip. Uh, really? Yes, I got a massive sunburn. Cause uh, I don't see it. Yeah, where? Kind of like show us, right please. Here. <laughs> oh, she does. And Look this she's is red. and this is like weeks after this 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 boat tour. I thought you just went heavy on the makeup. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a burn. I got all busted up. I was sore. My ass was sore. My arms were uh, sore. Te lo sobo? So. <laughs> <laughs> Were you tanning your ass too? <laughs> the ass was not tan. But so I was complaining to my sister who wanted to go, and I'm like, dude, I'm so tore up from this. She's like, but we got to see whales, we got to see dolphins and sea turtles. So she wanted me to announce that we saw whales wow. during our tour. Really? Wow. It was really cool, actually. We did get to. St it was. Um, did I tell you it was six hours? Less than yeah, six hour flight. Si no, no, no. Six hour <laughs> banga tour. That's such a girl thing. A six hour tour. That's like such a girl thing. You know. Tour. <laughs> when a when a guy comes back from Hawaii, he doesn't say, "Oh, I saw some whales." You know, I went to a topless uh, yeah. beach, eh? <laughs> or unless he ended up going to. <laughs> unless bat he saw some whales on the beach. Unless then. he went to a bad. <laughs> a I've been bad to those one. beaches. <laughs> I've seen some whales there too, beached whales. But we got to see whales and it was very nice. And those gifts, actually, my sisters Thank and you, I baby. helped me out to pick them. Oh. Um, my sister originally. No. Thank you. Look, it's a it's a surfboard shaped uh, book bookmark made out of wood. <laughs> and I, I, and I got a surfboard shaped uh, a bottle opener. Uh, <laughs> how convenient. You got the bottle opener and I got a bookmark. Yeah. I felt like it was more appropriate. That's very fitting. Very fitting, right? I didn't know that. Thank you. <laughs> and we got some cool coffee mugs. And chocolate, eh? And some Mauna Loa macadamia nut chocolates. Thank you so yes. much. Yes, my sister originally wanted to get Jose a calendar of uh, girls of Hawaii. Ooh. And But they weren't white girls. <laughs> so I told them. I've already done Hawaiian. Remember? I know, that's why. I, I remembered Hawaiian was really something. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. And, and I done figured. It Baby mama. I Baby figured mama. if the calendar said white girls of Hawaii, <laughs> then it would work. But uh, so we skipped that, that present. Well, thank you, sister, for thinking of me. <laughs> she got the bookmarker so you can put it in your girly magazine. So I can put it in <laughs> my white girly magazine. I don't want to miss that that's spot. Right. 
All right, you know? guys. Because, so you know, get... sometimes the pages stick together, so that bookmark. <laughs> 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 let's get started, guys. So, all right, what do we got going on? In what Island? a crazy news week would happen while I was gone. Oh, yes. Uh, one of the largest manhunts in Southern California took place that spanned over California and Nevada and also to Mexico. Subject of this manhunt was 33-year-old Christopher Dorner, a former LAPD officer, who was charged with the murder of four people, uh, including some officers and injuring three other ones. This manhunt created fear and a scary situation for residents of Southern California and LAPD officers themselves. He released a manifesto online threatening <laughs> the safety of officers and their family members. Uh, so did they do some kind of like, uh, what do you mean, pesto? Manifesto. Pes 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 pe that's pesto sauce. Did he cook some? Did somebody get sick after dinner or something? No, manifesto. <laughs> like a lot of psycho psych psychopaths have always these psychopaths. They consider themselves scribes, and they always write what they sort of plan to do, and they justify it. And you know what? I'm going to talk a little bit oh, about. That's interesting the way you put it. I'm going to talk a little bit about that during my Patriot Pass. You know about how this happened. And I also want to remind people that later on in the show, we're going to speak to a sergeant in a major law enforcement agency here in Southern California who's going to give us a little insight into what it's like to be in law enforcement during this manhunt. <laughs> well, you know, now uh, I think uh, I'd like to ask him is what it was like to be uh, be, be after uh, by a cop. <laughs> be sought after. Be after. There you go. Angel, what's wrong with you today? Dude? It's those macadamia nut chocolates. <laughs> whatever they well, are. Well, the, the manifesto, which was released <laughs> online, uh, does go about his termination in the force, and that it was due to a cover-up from the LAPD. Alleged cover-up. Alleged, Alleged cover-up. Cover his pages and pages long manifesto went into detail discussing his history, his motivations and pl plans for excessive force, specifically said um, excessive force, and all the people involved in the alleged cover-up, which ended in his ultimate here's, termination. Here's the deal. I think that Listen, guys, you, and I'll talk about this more on my Patriot Pass. Listen, guys, uh -huh. so many people talked about the, and took an opportunity to vilify the LAPD. People were being hunted down by this crazy man I, and, and their families, okay? Yeah, but you, you know what? I, I hear you. You got to hunt down the killer, but, uh, but, but oh. he's dead now. Well, my point is, what they, you know, I but mean, they created they, people created Facebook pages and Twitter handles, all vill I mean, all uh, canonizing this guy and like standing behind him, and he was hunting down not just law enforcement but their family members. So and the so first two, the first two people that died were family. It's like somebody yes, saying, "Angel, yes. I'm pissed off at you. I'm going to go kill your children." Yes. that's wrong. And the fact that people, you know, thought this was a good a good idea to to to, to rally behind him. That's sick. That is sick, people. I'm here to say, you guys be pissed off at me or whatever you want. You guys are sick. <laughs> well, he basically, so basically what happened was that he released the names of uh, one of his supervising officers that he was out in the field with, which allegedly uh, kicked uh, a homeless person who was schizophrenic when you're not supposed to do that because he was, the homeless person was already handcuffed. So this officer kicked oh. this person and, uh, and injured the person. Uh -huh. So when he allegedly, uh, allegedly, okay. uh, allegedly, oh, come on, and he, eh? he you says, sound like a judge, eh? No, because you, all the time, uh, you know eh? why I'll say it. And I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry, because you Angel see, interrupted you first. You see, <laughs> you see, it all, no, wait a second. You, you see that kind of stuff all the time. Now I'm, I'm not saying that all cops are bad. I'm not saying that. Okay. But what I am saying this is that you can't go and say, 
Oh, allegedly. No, you know what? This thing does happen. Okay, I've seen stuff. You've seen stuff. Uh, I've seen it. I've been pushed around by the police as a media. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that the guy had his day in court. I don't care what anybody says. He did have his day in court. As a matter of fact, I spoke to a sh uh, former sergeant of the sheriff's department, not the one we're going to have on the radio today, but one that we interviewed for NBC, to, uh, for NBC recently. Mm -hmm. um, and he, and we, we, sp he w we aired his interview a few days ago. He, stole to, he told us off the air that they spoke to this schizophrenic guy, and he says he was never hit. Now, whether he, he did get hit, or not? Okay. It just doesn't remember. It was remember. his other self that got hit, eh? <laughs> and he's the, the one who committed the crime. The point the is, there were no eyewitnesses, and even the the alleged victim said he didn't get kicked. So, well, according to his manifesto, yes, he did, and his father testified that yes, he was kicked as well. But and his he father wasn't. But his father was not there. No, of course, but there he did outline the documents uh, following basically the trail because he did fight this. So basically, what he did to this uh, on the on-site supervising officer was that he. Re reported her he reported her and tried to uh his his claim uh -huh. um was denied he tried to repeal it and he claims that his uh lawyer who was actually the father of the girl who was uh killed uh -huh. uh, says that he didn't defend him that it was his job was to obviously defend the force and had like a little camaraderie going on with this uh, on the site. Well, field officer. Okay, who are you talking he about? Also, he also talked not just about his termination, but he also talked about a lot of issues that are within the force, including racism amongst uh, all races in alleged, the force. Alleged, alleged, alleged racism. Alleged. He also talked uh, the uh, about the subject of that uh, officers, we, uh, they post like photos with each other about who got the most who got to the most gruesome scene that night and just kind of like laugh it off and don't really necessarily allegedly care about the people it's um officers being on on this um power trips and that that's yeah but where was he where was he a police officer at here you know? in lapd he was here in, in los at angeles the rampart? no he was or at the uh, hollywood division on wilcox but he also let's remember he also <laughs> talked about remember the thing is that everyone uh, focuses on is that he talked about the alleged uh, racism and favoritism and the good old boy attitude in the LAPD. But in the same manifesto, he lined out premeditated massacre. He said that mm -hmm. he will terrorize, I'm paraphrasing, but he will terrorize the police and their families, yes. that he's going to kill the police and their families. He said he knew where they lived. He knows where the yes. his kids went to school. He said he even uh, said that I know where your son Chad goes to the gym. <laughs> yes. So like he said things like that, but everyone's talking about oh the, you know what, he utilized this manifesto to try to justify his actions, and that is he's as far as I'm concerned, the moment he pulled the trigger on innocent people, all that credibility went out the door. You know, I'm glad you put that because you're right. The, whatever credibility is out the door, but at the same token, you know, you know. Listen to this. Bring him so in. <laughs> Bring him in. I want to hear more of the story. <laughs> look, I have the, the I There's have the manifesto in front of me, and he names all these different uh, police officers, and I won't name them, but he says. Uh, there's like eight or ten or twelve of them, and he says, your lack of ethics and conspiring to wrong a just individual are over. Suppressing the truth will lead to, to deadly consequences for you and your family. There will be an element of surprise where you work, live, eat, sleep. Now tell me that is not – forget the whole alleged other stuff. Once you say stuff like that and, you're, and you plan to carry it out by buying all the weapons and all that stuff – 
done. It You're got done. very scary. They did remove um, officers that are that ride on motorcycles out on the streets because they were concerned they could be targets for Dorner. They also had um, posts outside of these stations of these specific officers that were mentioned in the manifesto to make sure that nothing uh, went down. Uh, they also announced that they weren't taking any sort of minor calls from the public. They were only taking like really serious phone calls because they didn't want to dispatch any units. Yeah, unless it was necessary because they were about to, uh, you know, they were going to be targets. Well, ultimately, the over a week long manhunt ended in Big Bear Lake where there was a police shootout and Dorner ultimately ended his life with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Allegedly. So they <laughs> I will say that on that part because I don't think the police wanted to capture him alive. That's that's for sure. That Why? Because he was going to say more that's stuff? That's what I was going to say. Because he was Jose, killing police. He killed police officers' family. Jose, that's what I was getting at is that you said he had his day in court. And obviously, it seemed that uh, all the police officers felt the same way. And uh, they they took him out. And, and is that... You know, is that what needs to happen, or no. does, it, does due process? There needs to, to be a due process. There it, does, and there's, and I, and there's, you know, and I like to say that, you know, there, I based on what I saw on on posts and on uh, on internet, and uh, uh, you know, publications, you know, there's some kind of uh, suspicion there, of uh, of of if there was, you know, uh, you know, the the fire was it? Why didn't they go into? That's a whole other. That's a whole other topic. Right. Well, you know then. <laughs> it's a pretty good topic. It is. Oh, my God. It makes me want to cry. Right. What's this? That's not for Dorner, right? No, it's not. <laughs> Jackie? <laughs> I was going to say, man. <laughs> All right, guys. I just wanted that sink in. It's a sad, sad day in sports, and particularly here in Los Angeles. Dr. Jerry Buss, owner of the huge sports franchise Lakers, uh, has died at the age of 80 years old. Uh, he died from an undisclosed uh, cancer battle earlier this week. He was the majority owner of the 10-league championship sports team. He purchased the team in 1979, which is known as the Showtime era. Uh, actually, something that wasn't known is that everyone called him Dr. Jerry Buss, and they didn't really know that he actually has a, a degree. Really? Yeah, he was considered a genius <laughs> because he won his... Wow. I mean, he won. He received his uh, degree in, um, aeros in um, physical chemistry, his PhD, when he was 24 <coughs> years old. That's, wow. That's so, funny. I just found that out, eh? Because... You could be a doctor and not even do any kind of things on people. <laughs> no. It's a, it <laughs> no. It's a degree, dude. It's a doctorate. I well, <laughs> I thought a doctor was a guy you went to do your hip. Uh, <laughs> well, he's considered a, a genius. Uh, like I said, he got his PhD in physical chemistry at 24 years old. Uh, he worked in aerospace in the aerospace industry for quite some time. Also went into real estate and then ultimately uh, purchased uh, the Lakers in 1979. Hey, you know what? We gotta. They can't do that. You can't. You can't have doctorate for a scientist of, of rockets and doctorate for a Wh doctor for Why not? the name. You have to make the distinction, eh? You got a doctor, medical doctor, <laughs> and then if you have something else, call him a curandero or something, <laughs> eh? But not a doctor, <laughs> eh? Make the distinction. Now you make, you're confusing me. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, doctors have doctorates as well, right? Don't they? Degrees. Doctorate yeah. degrees, whatever. That's why they call them doctors. But but see, they call pushers doctors too. So <clears throat> whatever, dude. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, 
<laughs> okay, guys. No, but no, you know, don't. Okay, the point no, is. Who pushes, okay, who what pushes I want to know. Nowadays, who made that term up? <clears throat> Nobody pushes. Dr. Feelgood. No, in fact, the only time anybody pushes any kind of substance on me, it's alcohol. Eh? It's some <laughs> annoying drunk. <laughs> Anything else, they don't push it on you. <laughs> they don't share, eh? <laughs> now, did you hear about what happened with Meta World Peace? Like there was like these guys walking around with guns outside his 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 home, and so the that like it was one of those um, communities that's gated and everything. And so so one of the neighbors calls the police, and the SWAT team shows up, and mm-hmm. and they they grab all these. There's like three or four guys with guns, and they they arrest them and handcuff them, and they have they're carrying BB guns, and they're like, dude. We're, we're, we're related to Meta. He's yeah, our friend. Yeah, it was like his, wasn't like his brother or yeah. his cousin or something? Meta's in the house sleeping, you know, and they he's like, no, we're with Meta. He's my brother. So they go in and wake him up, Mr. Mr. World Peace. Um, do you know these guys <laughs> out here? And it turns out, yeah, they're with me. They were, we were shooting something for my production company with these BB guns. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they did. They did give him a warning for for scaring people. I'm like, dude, relax. It's a BB gun, dude. Jeez. All right, move on. What's next here? Well, anywho, sad days for Jerry Bus and Los Angeles. Yep. Sad days indeed. Uh, God rest his soul. And go on, Lakers. Let's see. Maybe if you can come back. Yeah. You know. All right, guys. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, I've never been on a <laughs> cruise, but if you're planning on going on a cruise for spring break or this summer. Take a listen to this story. Uh, <laughs> Mija, I got a 1980 Datsun. I'll take you cruising anytime, eh? Yeah. <laughs> anytime. Cruising low? Low, eh, yeah. Well, low down low. It's because the shocks aren't working very well, <laughs> eh? That's why. So you guys saw it on the way in, right, guys? Right, Steve? Right, Sandro? <laughs> <laughs> a carnival cruiser left pan- passengers stranded in the Gulf of Mexico um, after they were left without power from a fire in an engine room. So, you know, sounds kind of sucky, right? Well, yeah. it was really nasty because uh, the ship had no working toilets. Oh. Sewage dripped from the walls, and the whole place smelled like, quote, a hot porto potty. Hey, well, the, the ocean's right there, eh? <laughs> que tanto pedo, man? Just the, a lot of pedo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Too much pedo. Just right there, eh? <laughs> remember when we went sailing, Jose? Yeah, I remember. Remember? You were puking off the side of the sailboat. And what were the dolphins doing? I don't remember. They were eating, eh? Gross, they were having lunch. Gross, Gross. dude. Were they really? I don't remember. <laughs> it just sounds funny. <laughs> no, I think I, I... But I was blowing chunks. You were Ew. blowing chunks. But, but I'm saying you got the ocean. There. You got the ocean there. Eh? Okay, so but it's a big ass. It's a big ass cruiser. It's the Carnival <laughs> Triumph cruiser. With, so like, it could handle huge. any ass with eh? thousands of people. And I, heard, thousand? I, heard these, I heard these people were walking around and slushing and like in in, like, in, in shit basically. In shit. Yeah, basically. They and had they had to be man. they had to be tugged in into Alabama because they were just literally floating <laughs> in the Gulf of Mexico and had to be tugged in where they uh. were all super happy to finally be at home. <laughs> um, so they were given they were given basically a refund for their cruise and travel expenses, reimbursement for practically anything they spent on the ship, 
But um, and and they of gave course, him back their shit. <laughs> Here, take your shit and leave. <laughs> Credit towards a future cruise and also a check for five hundred dollars. And some people were saying that a check for five hundred dollars is quite frankly not enough for enduring that kind of shitty cruise. Did they give anybody you know diet uh, dietary and uh, what's that word I'm looking for? I don't know what you're looking for. Dietary <laughs> supplements. <laughs> That would be the worst but thing. But you know to what? I did read. Time. I read that they actually set up a tent city on the deck because it stuck yes. so bad in the cabins, in the hallways, that they actually had a tent city. People were sleeping on the deck. Yeah, but they it were. Uh, it was, was like, like it was hot during the day and it was cold at night, so you were fucked. Whatever you did, <laughs> it was, you had to be in tent city. <laughs> it was Occupy Carnival Cruise out there. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it probably smelled like it because <laughs> Occupy LA and Occupy Oakland smelled like there that. There was people too. that actually near the pool deck, um, with their bodies, created a help sign. Uh, <laughs> outdoor. I guess you had nothing else better to do. So just put a hole in the. F oh, you can't. You can't. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, no. but that must be horrible. Like I would not want to be on a cruise anymore. What is it? What, I, what I don't like cruises. Do that. I mean, I've never been on one, but that scares me, man. The concept of being out in the ocean <laughs> and something happens. You know, you can only swim for so long, right? I, I've done. But like, if you're stranded somewhere, like in a rural area, yeah. You know, you can pretty much walk or sit for a long time and take a right break. Yeah. You know, I've done investigative a hole if you need to go. I've done investigative stories about these ships because check this out. These ships are not ruled by American governments. And a Carnival Cruise and a lot of those are actually owned by Caribbean companies which you know, they're, they're like their own law? Car yeah, Caribbean corporations that are like you know, the third world country type of laws. So if there's a rape or a, 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 a robbery or anything, nobody governs it but the boat, you know? Really? Yeah. So people get really screwed. That's why people, like if guys want to get really? rid of their wives and buy a freaking big old policy on them, they say, honey, let's go on a cruise. <laughs> buy a ne policy. Next thing you yeah. know, homegirl's <laughs> gone. She's gone overboard. Yeah. And there's no real investigation of it. Except wow. by the I would never go to a cruise with my man. And the worst thing about <laughs> it is the cruise doesn't just want it to come out, so they really don't want – the cruise doesn't want – listen, the owners of the it's cruise – the owners of the cruise don't want, don't want that bad PR, so they don't investigate it too far, and they don't ever really find people guilty. Well, that's something that's going on with the cruise industry because, as we remember, a year ago, the uh, Italian cruiser, the Costa Concordia – uh, uh -huh. which had people who died because it sank. Uh -huh. Five people died. They were actually given a $15,000 uh, compensation check for their... For surviving. Uh, <laughs> for their situation. Okay. Hey, for you survived, and eh? because of that, because of that cruise alone, the industry went down 12%. So now with this additional cruise, which Carnival is international, oh. it can affect the, the industry even more. What's worse, Angel? Would you have gotten... <laughs> I think I would have rather have gotten the $15,000 for walking and shit <laughs> than the $15,000 for swimming or into a lifeboat. Because basically yeah. what they did, they just swam to a lifeboat and they were fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about it's the shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a toughy one. <laughs> it's worth more to walk in shit than that's it is to swim. But it's not just about walking. You smell it. And then, and like, you and then you your food smells like it. And then you get seasick already. And then you already. have to eat it, and it's like you're literally eating shit. It's well, <laughs> I also read that the people got pissed off because they opened the bar. It was open bar. Uh-huh. Oh, right on. Well, it w yeah, it sounds good at first, but when you got a lot of people that are shit-faced later on. <laughs> oh, and they're puking everywhere. <laughs> they're all pissed Ew. off. So it got gnarly, dude, I heard. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I've never been into cruises. Um so yeah, it's not happening for me. But no, if you have it plans for spring break, keep that in mind, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got next here? All right, guys, let's move on. So we just, you know, we just uh, had Valentine's Day last week. I hope you all had a lovely, lovely Valentine's uh, Day. Yes, thank I you did. very much. Hello, Reina. And, of course, you know, something very common. Oh, in, um, Jose threw a name out there. Oh, eh? what's up? <laughs> what's up? Oh, my God, I let it out. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, Reina. Hey, Reina. What's going on? It's <laughs> Bring <laughs> the Angel, beer, eh? It's planned, dude. You know what it's like when you're taken? Your 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 clock goes up. Women want you more, right, guys? <laughs> it, I told you I got hit on three times at the sushi bar. Because you're this walking around day. with your wedding ring on. <laughs> I know that. Uh, it's a nice <laughs> one too, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I have heard that before that we do generally like you more if you're unavailable. Hey, I had a nice suit on también, eh? Shit. <laughs> it was. It was a nice suit. He finally wears a suit. <laughs> Okay, so a popular gift for Valentine's Day is lingerie for your lady. Uh -huh. But lingerie can be used all year round, guys. This isn't just <laughs> this isn't just a Valentine's Day gift. That's what gift. I got yes. to say. So does he, right? It, yeah. it can be something given out all year round. So in case you know you you need some tips, maybe you didn't get it so right for Valentine's Day. I have some tips for you to purchase some nice little lingerie for your ladies. All right, on. So tip number one. Try to look through her drawer and see what kind of laundry she has already. Okay, that's a given. <laughs> I already do that. That already happens, you have. Dude, dude, some, some babe, don't. Some babe, don't. I, don't worry. And, and, and sweetheart, don't worry about folding the lingerie or the <laughs> panties. It's okay. Hey, Mija, you need to rephrase it. You used you, to say. Oh, you didn't wash it? Look, it's okay. This is what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> <You, laughs> Mija, when, when we phrase it's it. It's like, you know, when you save my dirty shirt, when I go and travel and you keep my shirt close to you because you want to smell me yeah, when right. you go to bed. Mm -hmm. Sort of the same thing, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> rephrase it. Next time you're in your wife's lingerie drawer, check uh -huh. the size. All right. Well, that's coming <laughs> to my next tip, which is actually lingerie comes in all sorts of different ways. So sometimes they come in, you know, number sizes. They come in small, medium, large. Uh-huh. Try, try to check first what size she is because nothing pisses us off more really? than you giving us lingerie that does not fit us appropriately. So, so don't purchase, don't purchase until you know the size. And if you don't know the size via lingerie, get it big. Get, <laughs> get, get it big. No, just no. get it. Get it to fit. And if it's too it tight, it depends. No, on the cut top, a slit on the on crotch the and it fits nicely. <laughs> if on the top, get <laughs> right. on the top, get it small, and on the bottom, but, but, get but it big. The, but but at the same time, though, you have to be very careful because if you get it too big, I'll be like, "Bitch, you think I'm that fat? Like, you need to check. You need to check and verify what kind of sizes uh, your lady is." I'm like, "Baby, you got back. <laughs> you got back." <laughs> now, also, something else to consider is what kind of style does your lady like? Lingerie comes in really sexy teddies. My style, eh? Slutty. Baby, baby <laughs> slut, slut, slut. Okay, yes. Yeah, see, there's slut. also there's also slutty style, but slut. you don't want your girl to feel like you think she's a slut. Yeah, I do. You may want her. <laughs> I tell her she's a slut, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding, you, folks. You may, you may want her to look slutty or sexy. But you don't want her to think that. Okay, you don't want go her to think it. so. You have to consider. I want her. I want you her, want her, her. Let her talk. Let her talk. I'm babe. sorry, man. You're, this you're is so <laughs> my topic. Wipe your brow, eh? 
<laughs> You're sweating over there, eh? <laughs> hey, pass me the chocolate. This is a chocolate no, conversation. So consider her style. Consider if she's a little bit more conservative, maybe like a, a gown or a robe to add to the lingerie uh -huh. so she can feel more comfortable. If she likes a little bit more of the risque stuff, you can get peekaboo stuff for her. You, you can get you something like? see-through. You can get Pikachu stuff for her? You mean a robe? <laughs> Uh, no, well, I if she's a little bit more conservative, you, you may want to get like a little robe so she can feel more comfortable and then she can take it off. Listen, I, I really, really, to be in all seriousness, I really like the lingerie. Uh -huh. So with me, the lingerie stays on a lot longer. Not, on, really not on me. Okay. <laughs> on, on her. On her. I yeah. really. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's all right. I really <laughs> appreciate that because okay. it, when, when, we, when we women pick our lingerie, we put a lot of time and effort into picking our lingerie. So do I did. So, oh, no, no, I so hear if did. you literally, oh, that's cute, and you take it off like this. No, 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 mister. No? Mm -hmm. You appreciate this shit. <laughs> you got to appreciate it, look at it, admire it, make us feel good about okay. it. Okay. Because they will guarantee you more lingerie. And then you visits. test them after. Okay. After, at the end of the night, after the lovemaking and everything, and the lingerie is somewhere on the floor that where you can't see it, you could always say, should I have gotten the darker shade or the lighter shade? That's <laughs> and see if it remembers. That's <laughs> the next tip that I was going to bring you guys. Color is very important for us. Ah. Color is very, very important. You guys may totally disregard and always go Wait with the black second. or the red, but it's very important for us. Go for a color that we will probably aim towards. Some of us don't like red. That we looks hate good. red. We hate hate red. And a lot of lingerie is colors of um, that are bright, like oh, red, so black, white, that will kind of create a sort of sexy illusion. Yeah. So we but so there's other colors as well in lingerie, yellow, pink, purple. Consider that and try to go towards a color that she leans more towards. And they gotta, you got to think about their skin tone, too. Some girls don't feel – they feel that their skin tone is not complemented by certain colors. Exactly. So, so we need to have you in mind when we're buying this. Absolutely. <laughs> when we're buying lingerie, we have you in mind? Uh, No shit, because you're buying it for <laughs> us. Don't just go with the automatic black or red because it may not be a color that we may just necessarily like or feel good. Because once again, at the end of the day, the most important thing is for us to feel good in the lingerie. Okay. <laughs> I, visu <laughs> visually appealing to you, of course. Okay. If I fi if but if we have to feel good because if we don't feel good, that's it. No more lingerie. Hey, no. Hey, make <laughs> those, no more lingerie. Make those tassels spin, baby. <laughs> Just make them spin. <laughs> or no, but I, I, I must agree. I'm a big believer. I'm the, enjoying the lingerie also. And that means that if I put that much trouble, and I do, when I buy the lingerie, oh, my God, I walk the aisles. I look at the sizes and the colors. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine. And then, <laughs> and then, when I, when you, then when you wear it for me, you got to dance at least a whole song for me. Oh, there's dance <laughs> Yes. Involved? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know there had to be a dance for the lingerie. Yeah, yeah. You want us to look at it, right? Jackie. <laughs> Jackie's like, dancing's involved? Uh, it can be. It can be. Of it's just, uh, of course. I'm just going to tell you guys, lingerie does not guarantee you a dance or, you know, other sorts of stuff. It's got to guarantee something. Shit. You get to stare at us in hot lingerie. Stare, stare at us. That's what you get to do. You get to see us in hot, sexy lingerie. But, of course, you always have to consider um, that you're not wearing it. We are. So keep <laughs> keep that in mind when we when we when they we. They don't have my size, Mija. They don't have my size already. They do. Bottle. 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 Bottle.
se me paró. That's Johnny Chingas, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't remember. Man, you pulled that one out. Hey, <laughs> hey no pun intended there, brother. <laughs> I could pull things out like you don't believe. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on. So, um, you know, when sometimes you get a little intimate with your partner, not having some sort of protection can really kill the mood. But some students at the college... <laughs> au contraire, mon frère. It, it can't, because you can't, you know, you can't get in the business when you... When you're worried? When you need the protection, and you got none. When you're worried. So, some students at, the, uh, at a university in New Jersey have nothing to worry about. Because Condam is on the way. Condam? Condam <laughs> is short for condom ambulance. It's an emergency. <laughs> it's an emergency condom delivery service created by one of the sophomore students. He, uh, this business, I guess you can call, uh, came up in the conversation with him and his classmates talking about like, oh, dude, you know when you're getting it on or about to, and then. Breaks on that action. Water balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and you, 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 you need some sort of protection. Well, he came up with this idea that he'll come up with a uh, delivery service for condoms. So he guarantees a five to ten minute delivery service, and condoms are ten dollars for you delivered to you wherever you're at on campus. Oh, that's brilliant. He will deliver to you. You just have to give him a quick call, text, or fill out an order form on the condom website. Wait, there's a phone and number. And they will they will <laughs> deliver Trojan condoms to you right to your door. What's his number? I yeah. like it. It's brilliant. <laughs> Con damn. <laughs> yes. Oh, call them. Let's give them a call. <laughs> yes. During these express hours, like I said, he can promise delivery in about five minutes, unless it's a busy getting it on night, like maybe a Friday or Saturday night. And so if there's a defective one on there, can he deliver a baby? No. <laughs> <laughs> and he also promises for discreet delivery. In case you want no one, <laughs> you, in case you're not interested in anyone knowing what Here's your business your is. Here's your lifesaver. Right? Breath mint. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he promises this delivery on campus for you. And like I said, it's up to $10 per condom. And hey, That's a he'll, brilliant idea. What college is it? He'll bail you out. This is in New Jersey. It's the College of New Jersey um, in uh, Ewing Township, New Jersey. Oh, man. So Please put condoms on them. If you're <laughs> if if you're in a bind, condom is there to rescue you. Did you say New Jersey? Yes, New yes. Jersey. Everybody there, put a condom on. <laughs> <laughs> please, everybody, please, of all, of all uh, people. Uh, oh God. Anywho, that's what I have tonight for news and dirty laundry. Thank you, Jackie. Bye. Okay, when we come back, we're going to be talking to a sergeant uh, in law enforcement here in Southern California. Stand by.
You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we broadcast live every Tuesday night from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And on the largest internet radio network in the world, that's Live365.com. Now, uh, we promised you guys, after all this crazy manhunt that happened recently in Southern mm -hmm. California, the largest uh, manhunt in Southern California, where there was a former law enforcement Dude. officer uh, targeting other law enforcement officers and their families. So, with us on the air right now, a sergeant in the major police agency who wishes to remain anonymous, but we can vouch for him because we know him per Well, I know him personally. <laughs> Angel will attest to that. And on the phone with us is Sergeant. Sergeant, can you hear us? This is Jose and Angel. Can you hear us? Jose, Angel, how are you guys? Hey. Good, good. Thank you so much, Sergeant, for being on the uh, phone with us. We know that you're a busy man, and uh, we appreciate that. Thank you for <laughs> also thank you for your service to the community, and uh, and for being on Twin Talk. First of all, um, wanted to ask you how did as a as a law enforcement officer, uh, I, I, there is that brotherhood that you all have among one another. Uh, when you heard, personally speaking, when you heard that a family member of another police officer was targeted by a killer like this. What was your reaction? It was devastating to think that a former police officer would actually go after the family of another police officer is just unimaginable. Mm -hmm. um, it's just very difficult to understand uh, why a person would do something like this. And um, it seems to me, I've heard it, the, the, the one word that I heard for somebody like that, it doesn't matter whether it's a police officer's family member or whatever, but when somebody targets another person's family members as an act of revenge, the only word that comes to mind is, is evil. Now, he was targeting, and he was in the streets of Southern California at large, even though he was a former LAPD officer, he extended 90, 100 miles out from Los Angeles. Now, did that put you and other? Uh, did that put you in personal fear? I, I think every police officer who wears a badge uh, each and every day, when they pin on that badge, they they know that we wear a target each and every day. But when you have a person of this nature, um, just sheer evil that is out there, basically hunting us. Is very scary, and um, I mean there is some fear there. Uh, it is something that we do deal with day in and day out, um, and that's something that that we live with. That every day we know it could be our last day. Now um, there there was obviously all I know is that I I stayed away from the donut shops for the weekend. <laughs> I thought he would show up there. <laughs> so uh, there is. <laughs> there, um, obviously, police officers are, you know, um, whatever the agency, you, you're, you, you have a duty, you feel a, a sense of duty to protect and to serve the community. But was there, obviously, I would imagine that there was probably more of a, a desire or, or, or just an all-out to go get this guy and to stop him. Were you, like, busting at the seams to get at him yourself? Well, you, you know, it's, it's just like anyone. I mean, anytime there's a, a criminal on a loose that is committing heinous crimes like this, um, be it against a, a police officer's family or anyone's family, we want to go out there and we want to take that person into custody 
before they can cause any harm to any other persons. And so, yes, it, it does make it a little personal when it's uh, a former police officer who uh, murdered a police officer's daughter and fiance and uh, killed two additional police officers and wounded two others. Uh, so, yeah, it is very personal. Um, but first and foremost, I mean, we have to take care of our own, and officer safety comes in first and foremost. And that's where the tactical teams come into play. Talk about tactical, Sergeant. Um, um, there's a lot to be said. I mean, people thought that the, that he was all planned out, that everything he did was calculated to the very last second. Clearly what happened out, uh, up in Big Bear was not planned. When he drove his truck up into Big Bear, they found it burning, and people thought it was calculated, but we hear that uh, it turns out his axle broke, and he was stranded in Big Bear. But <laughs> So that was obviously a mistake on his part, but what do you say or can you say in regards to the police being with steps away from him the whole time that he was there? He was holed up in a cabin that apparently wasn't searched. Do you have uh, any opinion on that, or can you speak on that? Well, you just, I mean, there, there's so many places that person could hide, and that's where we rely on the community to really inform us when they see something out of the ordinary or they have a feeling that something's not right. Um, I mean, unfortunately, he could have been anywhere in Southern California. I mean, there was footage of him in different places. So, I mean, you don't, you just don't know whether or not him burning his vehicle in Big Bear was to throw us off of where he was actually going. So, I mean, it was just, uh, it was very difficult to understand the mindset of, I mean, what I personally consider a domestic terrorist. Right. Because he put fear in everyone in Southern California. Hey, uh, 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 Sergeant, this is Angel. <laughs> Yes. Hey, uh, not not that one that you probably saw. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Go ahead. Not the one you pulled over, eh? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, listen. Um, so when people were like talking, uh, you know, uh, basically giving kind of a uh, making him seem kind of like this folk myth uh, legend or not folk legend, like, like a hero, like a hero. What did it make you feel like? What did it? What was it like to for you or, or police officers in, that you observed? He's he's a murderer. How do you identify with a murderer? That's the, the the reasoning that I don't understand of a lot of people that tried to basically make him a martyr. He killed innocent people. You know what? I mean. Mm -hmm. You just, you can't, I mean, I can't even fathom what a person like that thinks. Uh, this is just a psychopath that went on a killing spree and injured, or I mean, killed and injured a lot of people and traumatized even that many more. And just think of the, the families, the children, just everyone that this man has impacted. And for anyone to sympathize with him, it's just shameful. So, uh, real quick, but obviously he was trying, he was, I, I don't know what he was trying to do, but he alleged um, 
a lot of things that is manifesto, which I'm sure you might have heard of or read of yourself. But let me yes. straight let me straight up ask you, Sergeant, um, is is racism something that you see prevalent in the force that you're involved with? No. Okay. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. Hey, hey. So, so what have you guys? Uh, what is, are you guys? Because he had th this uh, man, this crazy man, went after your families. Are you guys like doing things different now? I mean, at home. Good I question. Mean, uh, uh, you know, higher security or you know things like that. Is there anything you've observed? Well, I, I think you. We always take care of our families, and we take care of our own. You can pre only prepare so much. I mean, if someone really wants to target you, unfortunately, you know what? They can come after you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I realize that each and every day I put the badge on when I go to work. I have a, I have a target on me. Mm -hmm. But I think what a lot of people really don't see is a human side of who we are, is that, yes, we do have families. We do have mothers and fathers and children, aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews. And when we go to work, I mean, we go to work with that knowledge that we may not come home. But what they typically don't see is all the things that we're involved in, all the youth activities um, involved in trying to keep kids away from gangs and drugs and crime and that type of stuff. Um, I mean, throughout my career, I have seen the worst of the worst. Um, I mean, I've seen sheer evil uh, in different murders. Uh, I've seen a, a lot of death from small children to gang members to, I mean, being at the hospital when my a partner was pronounced dead. I've been to a lot of funerals. Mm -hmm. You know what? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're human, mm -hmm. and we're there to protect, I mean, everyone out there. We do it because that's who we are. We're law enforcement, and we are a brother and sisterhood that takes care of each other. Well, Sergeant, thank you so much for, for uh, your service to the community. And I'm going to take the opportunity to also thank the family members of all per personnel and law enforcement who have risked their lives and they risked their families' lives uh, in doing so. Thank you so much for your service to the community. Thanks for taking the time off your busy schedule to be on our show. And we wish you the best, Sergeant. All right, Angel. Jose, you guys take care. Thanks, man. All right, good night. Wow. Right on, dude. They listen to us in a p police car, eh? They're they're, they're the surveilling us, bro. Hey, the lucky guy that uh, that, <laughs> that gets hauled in gets to listen to us while he's doing, he's handcuffed in the back. Eh? And I'll tell you what, this is a sergeant who's been with the uh, uh, law enforcement for a long time, and I happen to know him for many, many, uh, uh, we can count it in decades. I don't so, know this cop, eh? <laughs> so we, 
So we can vouch <laughs> for his integrity and uh, for the words that he just spoke, and we we, uh, we extend his appreciation. Uh, Thank all right, you, we, Sergeant. We, we, we have made our guests wait a long time. We ran behind a little bit late. We, uh, Steve Fister Band is here today with us. We but got, we but got some breaking news. Yes, we got some breaking news first uh, from our, our, our affiliate, uh, KFDR, out in the Midwest or in the South. Here it is. The resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. And then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. According to the apartment manager, the fire started in a woman's home who is wheelchair bound. She was treated for smoke inhalation at a local hospital. There were no other reports of injuries. The Red Cross is helping those families displaced by the fire. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. <laughs> and ain't nobody got time for this. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I'm Angel. <laughs> <laughs> On the phone with us is a caller. Uh, this is Jose from Twin Talk. Who are we talking to? Hello, it's your, your old friend, Billy Goodnight from Baldwin Park High School. Oh, my God. Uh, Billy Goodnight harking from Baldwin Park High School. Billy, big balls. <laughs> Good night. Every time I listen to the ACDC song, <laughs> Big Balls, I think of Billy Goodnight. Don't say that so loud, Jose. <laughs> Only because Billy and I used to hang out riding his bike. Hang out? <laughs> not hang out. We used to like ride the bike and listen to ACDC's Dirty Deeds. Is it Dirty Deeds, that album, right? Yeah, I think so. Hey, hey, I think that was the album. <laughs> hey, Billy, where, where are you calling from? Well, right now I'm stuck in Springdale, Arkansas. Arkansas? Arkansas? Hey, yeah, unfortunately. Hey, you still sound like you're 15 years old, man. You didn't age. <laughs> now, yeah, take a look at my pictures on Facebook and tell me I didn't age. <laughs> I'm afraid to. So what, what, what prompts you to call? Oh. What, what prompts you to give us a call there, Billy? 
I just keep seeing the twin talk on Facebook. It's like, man, I haven't talked to these guys in years. <laughs> right on, man. I, I like those female rides you have, those trucks, eh? You build them up? You build those trucks? Yeah. Hey, I do have something. I do have something to say, Billy. Yeah. I'm gonna say something because we 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 grew up in Baldwin Park. Billy Goodnight's from Baldwin Park. We went to BP High School. But he's in Arkansas. But now. now he's in Arkansas. No, but let me say this: in Baldwin Park, when we grew up, it was all it's. It, there was a time where there was white people there, <laughs> and Billy Goodnight was one of the few. Now it's all few. it's all Latino. Yeah. Like so, like and Filipino. So I gotta say this, Billy, and I say it with with most respect and love. I miss my white folk. <laughs> Why'd you move out? Of, what do you, did you? Was there a major exodus? Because you guys have all left Baldwin Park. Why did that happen? I don't. My parents just wanted to get out of Baldwin Park. <laughs> but you know, they they know something. They must know something we don't. Have you been back to BP? When was the last time you went back? Um, the last time I was there was 2009. Hey, uh, Just before we moved. Hey, Billy, what are you doing now? What's up? What's happening over there? Uh, there ain't much happening out here. Sitting here waiting for it to start snowing. All I got to say is, why do you have more friends on Facebook than we do? <laughs> 2,377 people. What's up? It's... It's mostly the hot rodding community. Well, well, you know what? You got to give them all a shout out for us, and and you know what? Tell them about Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We'll give them some love, man. Oh, I'll tell you, I'll definitely share your page. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, hey, you guys are you guys are killing me. I know my family thinks I'm nuts sitting <laughs> out there in the garage laughing, and they can't hear a thing. Hey, right on. Hey, uh, you having a cold one too? Nah, it's too. I'm drinking coffee. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Billy, why don't you just let your family in on this, man? <laughs> let them all enjoy us. We're sitting in the garage too, for goodness' sake. Yeah, you're in the closet, Holmes. <laughs> Are you a closet listener? No. <laughs> hey, listen, Billy, you want to give somebody a shout out before we go? Uh, just uh, everybody out there in Southern California that's still doing the whole classic car thing, man. I miss you guys. Yeah. We miss you too, brother. Hey, Billy, I had a lot had a lot of fun, uh, you know, hanging out with you, listening to ACD, riding around on the handlebars of your bike, down the halls. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. You know, uh, thanks so much for thinking about us, and thanks for listening, bro. That's awesome. Hey, not a problem, man. You got, like I said, you guys are killing me. <laughs> it's a great show. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. Good night, man. Good night, Billy. From oh. Arkansas, man. That's awesome, dude. Right They're on. listening to us in Arkansas. Right in up. Arkansas. Right so up. now we can say that people listen to us from as far as Turkey and Arkansas. Even the turkeys in Arkansas listen to us. Hey. Not to say that Billy's in a turkey because he's not a turkey. Hey, Jose, <laughs> inbox your friend and tell him to send them all out to uh, in our twin, twin Talk cast to all the uh, Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Billy, make sure you send a bunch of, bunch of uh, <laughs> messages to, to all your friends about us. Anyway, so uh, we have the Steve Fister Band standing by. They're going to be with us in a second. But in the meantime, before we, do, we go on, it's time for my Patriot Pass, folks. So this is a time in my program, <sighs> my program, in our program where I take the opportunity to exercise what our right uh, to freedom of speech. Because Your biggest muscle. Well, because if we don't <laughs> exercise our rights, they shrink. And uh, that's why I started the Patriot Pass. Much has been said about Christopher Dorno's so-called crusade against police corruption, as he supposedly spelled out in his manifesto. But one must remember, 
that manifesto was written in order for Dorner to justify <laughs> his murderous actions. Neither you nor I have any idea how much of it, if at all, is factual. What we do know is four innocent people were gunned down, and it is pretty clear Christopher Dorner was the culprit. What I see is yet another psychopath with a manifesto to justify his sins, like the Unabomber, <laughs> the Son of Sam, Hitler, etc. The problem with canonization of someone like Christopher Dorner is as long as we look toward criminals as a gauge for change, then the change we seek will only go as far or as low as that standard set. Corruption exists. That is no secret. But this is not the lightning rod for action. Today we mourn the loss of police officers who woke up and kissed their respective families and went to work, never to return. We mourn a young couple wishing to embark on a long life together, only to be mercilessly gunned down by a killer. Fight that fight another day. It's a good fight. But hang your banner on a more worthy candidate like Kelly Thomas or another defenseless individual. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my Patriot Pass. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Jose doing his Patriot Pass with his biggest muscle, his mouth. <laughs> hey, bro, what do you mean canonization? How do you, how do you know they use the cannon? Maybe they use their camera phone, eh? <laughs> What the fuck? Canonization, you know, making him a hero, a, a deity, a deity or whatever. It was a camera phone. <laughs> okay, now we're going to hurry because our guest has been waiting. We have uh, with us tonight the Steve Fister Band. But before we come back, before we, we do that, we're going to play one of my favorite tracks by them. This was called Bad is As Good As It Gets. Check it out.
You know what they say, when you end, you can end big, you can end small, and it still feels good. Listen. Listen. Love it. Ooh. Ooh. I love this. This is a good track, the way it ends, because it gives you the chance to give you that one last swig. I was going to say, man. I was going to say the same thing. Steve Fister band with Bad is as good as it gets. Nice, nice. And right now we'll take the opportunity to introduce the band themselves. In Theo Luis's garage, Mr. Steve Fister and Sandro Feliciano. Yeah, yeah, yo, yo, yo. What's up, yo, what's up, yo? Welcome, welcome to Theo Luis's garage again, Steve, and welcome for the first time, uh, Sandro. Thank you very much. First of all, didn't we call, didn't we, don't you have a friend named Sandro, Jackie? I don't think His so. name is Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> oh, Orlando, Sandro. She has now. <laughs> she has a friend named Sandro now. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back, Steve. This is fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. This is great. Hey, I still have the T-shirt, dude. I wear it all I the time. I wear it all the time, too. Oh, I, I forgot <laughs> to put it on today. I know. I, I, just, I just thought about that. I wore I it this worked. weekend. Awesome. I love that shirt. <laughs> Um, cool. So <laughs> we had Steve Fister here before. He's, I'm a musician. I don't make T-shirts. <laughs> uh, we had Steve Fister here before uh, introducing some of his music. This time he brought ba band member Sandro Feliciano. Uh, Sandro performs uh, uh, what 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 instrument? I'm I'm a drummer. Oh, the Play drummer. drums and percussion and oh, stuff. Or girls a guy who beats on things for a living. <laughs> girls Isn't that like awesome? Girls like the drummers. They skip the bassist. They go from the guitarist to the bassist. Vocalist, guitarist, bassist, drummers. Drummer, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's what I meant. They horse the sections, <laughs> no way. No, yeah. horse sections are the geeks, right? Yeah, gone. No, 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 I don't want to be nice. The anyway. string sessions are gone. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for coming back. I love that track, love that track. One of my favorites. Um, uh, uh, cool. I've got two of the albums. Thanks so much for bringing. Um, but welcome back. Uh, we talked a lot last time. We told us a lot of stories and stuff. You introduced... Uh, a little bit of your band, but what's going on? What's new with uh, Steve Fister band now? You know, uh, we just got done recording a whole bunch of new songs for a release that's going to happen this summer. And um, as a matter of fact, you got a couple of the songs. Yes. And uh, we wanted to kind of preview them and see what you guys thought. Right and, on. And uh, I don't know. It's a lot of fun stuff. It's some of the, I think it's some of the, the, the most fun, vibey stuff we've done yet. You were telling me, you shared some of that stuff uh, when I was over your in uh, the Fister Studios. That's right. That's and right. Awesome stuff. But you were so excited. <laughs> it's like it, it, you were talking about how this time it, you're probably the most excited about your music than you have been probably ever. Is that true? You know, th this stuff, like I said, really has a vibe and a feel. And, and there have been all some constraints in the past. Um, record tour, record tour, record tour. And uh -huh. And and sometimes those limits kind of you know you, you you know you don't even though every single record is kind of like a snapshot in time um, it, it, that sometimes particularly on the last record um, or actually the one before last 
There's a couple things which we had a little bit more time to maybe mix or do anything and just, just creatively have it more your way. But um, this new stuff, it's great. I'm, I'm having a great time doing it. Uh, and how how much of this is this something you record all on your own, or did, did you does your you know uh, Sandro take a big part on this? How does this work? You know, usually, um, you know, I, I write the songs, uh, do some pre-production, <laughs> and then Sandro comes in, and um, you know, we'll cut some drums and Philip. But by the way, shout out to our bass player, um, the great Philip Bino. Philip Bino, what's up, Philip? What's yeah. up, Philip? Philip, yo, Woo! yo, yo, yo. I'm sorry you don't get it as much as the drummer and the vocalist, dude. <laughs> but hang in there. Philip is uh, um, currently with that, you know, that guitar poser, Steve Vai. Oh, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, that lo- guy. Love you, Mr. Vai. Love you. Oh, but, um, <laughs> that guy. You know, but uh, while while he's not busy there, he's with us, and he'll be with us this weekend, as a matter of fact. Awesome. And, and we bring Philip in, and he's just a great musician, and uh, just puts the frosting on the cake. How does that work? Okay, you have all your stuff. You put stuff together, your little pre-production stuff. Sandra gets a hold of it. What What is it like to, for you, Sandra, when he gets yeah. this material? Are you wide open to it, or are you come in with, you know? No, with well, it it changed a little bit from time to time. I know Steve for a while now, and uh, there's a kind of little bit of routine to work, so he really understands what he wants it to do with the music, and uh, he knows how I play and vice versa. So he gives me some insight, and I hear the way he presents to me, and I kind of put my inputs on and it's something that I think as a drummer standpoint should be changed and I show him how I think and we find a common ground or I come up with something brand new on a little spot and he develops from there. So. Okay, Jackie, hey, a, a drummer with an accent, dude. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> man. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm originally from Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Sa- Sao Paulo, Brazil. Obrigado. That's 20 million people. 20 million. Hey, man, shout out to Brazil. Woo! <laughs> I, What's know, up, yo? I know Granji Bunda. Ooh. Me too. <laughs> Eu também. Me too. I know what that is. Was that a it's proposition? A big, it's or a, big a big ass. Big ass. Oh, oh. <laughs> I knew that one. I forgot about that. We all know that. We all should know that. <laughs> I love the Granji <laughs> It's part of the rock and roll, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm, uh, I'm getting schooled. I'm and you guys have down. the Olympics coming, right? Yes. Uh, actually, the World the Cup is coming in 2014, and the Olympics and the Olympics. two years after. They got it all. They got it all. Olympics and the World Cup. Now they got Sandro Feliciano and the Steve Fister band. So cool. So you, you throw your little th- uh, your your input on it. How long have you been? As, and we've talked a little bit about Steve. How long have you been in the industry? I've been in USA since '98, but I've been doing drums or music since '92. Uh, wow. Or '90 around that professionally. I've been playing drums for a long time, but professionally maybe 25 years. Now, years. now, Steve Fister, for the people who haven't listened to us, uh, Steve himself, uh, uh, the guitarist and vocalist of the Steve Fister band, has toured with people like Pat Travers Band, Steppenwolf, Lita Ford. <laughs> and yeah. shared the stage with Ingve. You know, I spoke to Ingve this weekend at the Grammys. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Hey, did you arm wrestle Lita? Uh, many times. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. And she probably won. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, we were at the Grammys, and Ingve was standing there in the red carpet, and nobody was talking to him. And I said to my producer, I said, dude, that's Ingve." She goes, who's that? Ingve. Well, well, tell me. Help me out. He looks like a rocker from the 80s. He's, a, he's like a guitar legend, dude. So then when I, when, when I said guitar legend, his publicist perked up uh-huh. so yeah. they walked over to me and i shook his hand and said hey how you doing with nbc and so of course i introduced i did the interview because nobody else that i was with they were just too old and nerdy hey. they did not know who inve was and anyway, so how was it how was that just share the stage with inve i mean that must be kind of intimidating you know he, he he's a um 
he's a pretty outspoken guy, you know, and but an absolutely great guitar player. And uh, he's not really known for playing blues, but I'll tell you what, he can play his ass off. Really? And, and uh, on this particular tour, um, geez, we did a we did a few months with him, and everybody being catering, eating, doing that kind of stuff. But Ingbe was always playing, wow. and and I'd always him and I would play together r- virtually every uh, every night. Cool. Um, you know, warm up and play and play different things. You know, just doing our things together while everybody was getting their getting cool. their feet on. We like to eat after the show, and um, he's a very 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 accomplished guy. And wow. And, and really good. So uh, much respect. Well, you know, uh, talking about guitar chops and this, uh, the tracks that you've shared with me uh, from your new album, what's it called? Working title. Um, working title. It's okay. called the working title. <laughs> so far, working title. Yeah, catchy, yeah. huh? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. Straight from the Fister Studios. I've been in Fister. Is Studios. it really called working title? <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, no, it's a working title. I don't. He, there's a few <laughs> titles. I can't remember which one that is. Oh, okay. It changes every other day. Oh, it's so a it term. Yeah. I thought it was the title. <laughs> it's, it could be. It it's, could a, be. it's a show business term for like it hasn't had the title yet. Oh, they're throwing things, they're bouncing yeah. things around. Because I, I was planning on starting a band called Next Exit. Whatever, dude. That's not bad. That's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> it, working title's better, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, everybody's I, like. There's a track. There's a track um, that I uh, that one of the tracks you sent me that I really like. That's really bluesy. Uh, uh, talk to us about that one. Say, hey, little baby. Hey, little baby was the thing where you know I. <laughs> why is Sandro <laughs> laughing about that? It's a great song, man. I, just, I know the stories. That's why I can only laugh. Okay, <laughs> w- let's hear it, man. We let's hear it. I just love all this old stuff, you know. Um, and and some of the old blues guys, you know. I I think of. Some of the, there's such a huge influence on me in my playing, <coughs> and, and Mr. John Lee Hooker. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. John Lee would just get up there and start mumbling or doing do whatever he did. There was such a method to his madness, yeah. but you could just to capture that kind of vibe. And I had this idea for a song, and um, incidentally, did you know Nikki wrote the words on that? Really? Yeah, uh, your wife? Stuff? We had some ideas, yeah. Wow, right on. Yeah. You see? Yeah, Shout out to Nicole. Nice. Yeah. She's she growing up. She, right uh, you know, I, I had this track, and I said, I said, call up Sandra. I said, you got you to gotta play on this. There's no way we could we could approximate a feel on this. Wow. So we did it, and, uh, you know, Nick came in. I gave her some ideas. She goes, no, nah, I don't like that. Really? Yeah, and she says, check this out. How about this for a hook, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, th- I thought it was just a real right guttural kind of kind of different sort of thing for us, and that's why I kind of dig it. So let's hear it. It's called Hey Little Baby.
Hey, little baby from the Steve Fister band. <laughs> nice. I like that. It does have a John Lee Hooker feel. Yeah. It does, yeah. So, wow. So now we got Nikki in on this whole, you know, blues thing. She's, she's a blues mama. So, listen, we have a, one of our listeners, uh, uh, one of our listeners has chimed in, but it seems to me that she might have chimed in in Portuguese. Oh, really? Yeah, she says... Oh, thank you, practica mouse and mu portugueses. All right, <laughs> I got it. Something <laughs> like she needs to practice her her Portuguese. Her Portuguese, and the other one was uh, a pleasure to meet you. It seems like she said in, in Portuguese. It says it's pleasure. It all says my. from Maria Guerra. She says hola, prazer em conhecê-lo. Conhecê-lo. Hey, I'm pretty good for that. Ah. <laughs> prazer é meu, Maria. Maria Guerra. It's my chef. pleasure. Oh, very nice, very nice. Obrigado, Guerra, uh, Maria Guerra. <laughs> Hey, hey, little baby. Say that baby. again, the ask one again. <laughs> Grandi bunda. Grandi bunda. I right? probably don't do the, the the accent too well, but you get the point. Grandi bunda. I like the song, how the guitar, uh, uh, the it's guitar so great, the song, yeah. just, it just, it's like less is more, but it's got, it's got a lot of oomph on it. It just, it's got that driving sound, like, you know, Johnny Hooker was, was, was like, just the same little what, driving What thing. guitar are you playing on that? I played a 1971 Gibson ES-335, uh, just like John Lee. Wow. Yeah. Like how, how, I got how. a great story with John Lee. Let's All right. hear it. I was working with P-Funk for a while. Wow. In the, Par parliament? the parliament. Oh, Actually, yeah. uh, a side band, but I ended up doing stuff with George Clinton, too. Awesome. And one time, we played in Utah, and John Lee Hooker was sitting down uh -huh. next to the wall, leaning his body over the wall. And I was like, man, he's going to play here. Like it's John Lee Hooker. Awesome. I'm not gonna go talk to him and say hi and like, can I take a picture with you? He said, No. <laughs> I'm like, Are you sure? No. And then, okay, I was laughing so hard. And all of a sudden, I left and watching there, and two girls came over. Hey, John, can I take you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was hilarious, man. Hey, you don't become a blues man taking pictures with guys. I know. <laughs> but how, how often a guy from Brazil can meet John Lee Hooker first of all? You're and then right. who can meet John Lee Hooker first of right, all? Right, right on. Right. right on. I oh really God. enjoy it. <laughs> How does a kid from Brazil start playing, playing with, with P-Funk? <laughs> oh, man. That's, yeah. that's a, and and playing shuffles like that with Steve Feaster. So how did that happen? Yeah. Don't ask me how. Right well, on, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, man. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. So the mothership. Huh? Is, how, yeah. How, yeah. Does, how does a man like Steve Fister like, how do you get, because you've obviously played and, and performed, uh, toured with so many you know, uh, great musicians. <laughs> how do you know? How do you say <laughs> who are the guys you're gonna put? You know, put on your album and, and ask to perform with you. You ask John Lee Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got him. It's just it's a big club. You know, it's all the, it's the people that you know. And and I've been fortunate that that if there's a particular song or, or something, it's I can kind of cast it to to who I think is gonna do the best job for it. Cool. And uh, Sandro and I have been working together 
I don't know, how many years? What, three uh, years now or something? Maybe, well, more than more five. Than get out. <laughs> yeah, more than five years. How dare you? How long has <laughs> <is> this, <laughs> how long is this bromance <laughs> been going along? But <laughs> 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 think about long time. <laughs> Sandro will, will immerse himself in the style. It's like w when I first met him, you know, he's playing in the black church downtown. Uh -huh. when, when he came to town, he's t he, but he, he immerses himself. Then he got a gig doing Motown stuff. Uh, cool. So he went and really researched it right down to the whole thing to really, really immerse himself into the style. Wow. So um, I said, okay, are you ready to play some real rock? <laughs> we're not talking about, you know, kids in the basement playing Rush. We're, we're, we're just the real, the real thing, you know, and um, he's more I than up to the challenge. Hat. I was like, let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Turned his hat around. <laughs> yeah, and I walk in, I heard this, this great solo. I was like, man, I don't hear this that often. Let me see what it is. I walk in, Steve Fister giving lessons in a school that I, we, we met over there, uh -huh. and I just sat down to listen to it. I was like, can I listen to it? Yeah. And then one day I had a chance to sub for another guy that he used to play with in a class. And then we st start from there and develop that thing. So I really have a lot of respect from whatever kind of music I hear when it's really real. Uh -huh. You know, I do respect everyone. Uh -huh. Regardless, even I might know more than you, but you from there, I'm going to learn from you. Uh -huh. it, it doesn't matter. So and uh, he'll allow me to do that. Uh -huh. And I enjoy very much and I learn a lot from it. So yeah. I just like it and I, it, it goes from there. Yeah, Steve Vist Fister, is, uh, uh, is you're a teaching musician as well. You know, yeah, where we met was at um, the Los Angeles Music Academy, um, and it's it's a, a you know a kind of like a vocational school. And I was guess what the rock instructor. Uh, that's a stretch, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a concert. It wasn't no, never a class. <laughs> we, we, we would we do really, really play know. for real. Yeah, it was a real thing. It was uh, in kids from all over the world. And, and, and Sandro brought the groupies with that accent. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. We, well, they all like it. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, and so you you get together. You know, you, who else have you brought together for your new album? You know, it's so far we really this trio <coughs> this trio has gelled so well and. Um, with even what what Philip brings to the table, um, as, far, as far as special guests go, um, you know, we're we're still talking. You know, in the past we've had a lot. We've had a lot of different people come in and and play. You know, certain cameo roles and things. On the new stuff, it's pretty much going to be a hardcore trio record. Oh right on. That's pretty much. So it. what kind of venues are you talking about? Are you going to start? You you're in the, in the midst of a tour or beginning a tour? We're we're talking about some European festivals over the summer. And so we're going to be in and around L.A. in this part of the country pretty much up until then. But, but that's okay. like the Ice House gig. We're going to play the Ice House. Right, this Saturday. weekend. This yeah. weekend. Saturday this night. Saturday. We have a show in Pasadena, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. Please let people know the dates and everything. It's uh, the 23rd. 23rd. February 23rd. Yeah, this Saturday. This Saturday, in, uh, around 9.30, 10 o'clock. I'm there, dude. There will be a, a couple of comedians, of course. <laughs> and uh, th okay. It's a great venue, and it uh, used it to is. be like that, according to Steve and the other guys. Like, I used to mixing comedy and uh, rock and roll and music in general. Mm -hmm. So they're going to start it again. And Pasadena is like a great city for yeah. that. Yeah, it is. The Ice House in Pasadena, fantastic, uh, famous venue for comedy and now comedy and rock and roll. And... Are you, a Steve Fister band, going to be the inaugural relaunching yes. of that? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. How'd that happen? You You're going to hear whatever you just play <laughs> on the radio now live. Nice. <laughs> Straight to it. You know, it, it used to be a thing. But you remember back in the day, I, you know, like even Billy Crystal and Richard Pryor and, you yeah. know, some of the, the, the classic comedians, they, they would open for rock bands. And, and I brought it up to a friend of mine um, at the Ice House, and he said, I think this is the time to start this again. That's a good idea. So off we go, and um, we're probably going to do it, you know, um, 
you know, maybe a little minor residency, but you know, we're going to go in and, and just blow the doors down on Saturday night and have a good time. What time does it start? What nine thirty? Nine thirty Saturday night, Saturday February. Night. What is that? The, the February twenty third. Twenty third. So, uh, what uh, you're going to play some of your new tracks, some of your old tracks? But I got another one lined up. This one's called "Those Were the Days." Tell tell us about that track. You know. I w it was one of those days, like like today, where it was just a little bit rainy here in Southern California, and it doesn't happen very often. But I started thinking about, you know, we need a song about the good old days, and you know, remembering some some fond memories and uh, of different things. And this is it. As cliche as it sounds, it was, it's heartfelt, and there we go. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days, 
Mr. Band with Those Were the Days. That's a rocking one. That's got really crunchy, heavy guitars. I like it. Oh, they're so good. And those those licks in the middle, dude. You know, I got we got somebody here. Let's see. Uh, um, our, our friend Billy Goodnight chimed in. He goes, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to have their music. Thanks for tuning me on to this band. He goes, he says, I'm digging it. Right on, Billy. Billy, you're the man. He's the Thanks, man. Thanks, Billy. I dig it. I, th- I thought it was a pretty good sounding song, too. The, the voice and the drums. Eh? <laughs> it's rocking They hard. sounded raw, you know? You see? They weren't like, you didn't tweak any no. microphones or nothing. It's going Just like straight. Straight I to it. it eh? right on. Well, it you know what? He's uh, You've got how many albums out there? Four? Three or four? Five? Oh, my oh God. My God. 1,500? <laughs> I think this, well, like this nine or ten, Steve. It's going to be nine. Wow. See, I have four of them, I guess. <laughs> we gotta get you the rest, and Billy. You guys can get, get on, on CD Baby, Rise TV, uh, on CD Baby, and, yes. and iTunes, and oh, right uh, you know right the website. Yeah, go Check to website. We got go T-shirts and stuff. You can find out where we are next. So pretty I, good. I, I, right on, I, I meant to wear the T-shirt today for the for the show. I did wear it this weekend. <laughs> Great T-shirt. Well, yeah. Once, <laughs> it, once again, let people. Re- it is. It's very comfy. So that <laughs> since we're talking over each other, let our listeners know where to find you, your music, all that good stuff. Just go to the website. It's www.stevefister.com. One word. And the show, when is your show? February 23rd. Saturday. This Saturday coming up at the it's Ice House. Yeah, so who's, who, what, 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 any idea who the key comedians are going to be? You know, I don't know. i got to look it up. Yeah, I don't but, but uh, who, cares? Really who cares? Who cares? going to be there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they told us there's always a great guys there, but yeah. I don't really care. Well, it's it's Saturday a, night. It's a great venue, though. It is. Yeah. There's it's a, a great lot venue, of great, yeah. great, com- great community. I've been there. I've been to that place a couple of times. There's there's multiple rooms, like mo- basically right. two bigger, rooms, yeah. bigger yeah. ones yeah, yeah. and smaller ones. Oh, it's very well taken care. have a good rotation of comedians that come in there, so it's going to be a good show. Every time I've been in there, I've always seen somebody just, you know, Flourish. crack me up. It's, yeah. it's, it's good. Right on. So you what know? do you want people to know about your 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 album that's coming out the, the with the working title. What, what do you want them to know? <laughs> it's just more, you know, just kind of like that vibe. It's um, honest, real, um, yeah, kind of in your like. face, but it's vibey. You and know, I've heard some of tracks. Yeah, I've been, I've been, that I've, song. I've been in Steve Fister's studio, dude. Oh, right and he, he was there. Yeah. He was there. I right. heard some of them tracks, man. They're really cool. Right There's on. some cameo appearances there, dude. In the you should have me in. I'll bring a six-pack in. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next time. I showed up with a bottle of wine, bro. See, 
<laughs> After we had about 20 yeah. already, <laughs> as I recall, vaguely. Wait, rock and roll is never end. Each yeah. one of each one of you walked in there with a uh, with an open bottle. Open of wine. bottle, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. So okay, so go check out Steve Fister Band this Saturday, February 23rd, awesome. 9 p.m. at the Good Ice song. House in Thanks Pasadena. Man. Hey, it's a great venue. I'm gonna go. All right, on. I'm going for sure. Bye I bye. work Saturday, but I'm gonna go after work. I'll be there for sure. 9:30 p.m. Come on down, guys. Any shout-outs for anybody? Hey, hello everyone at Lama and Lay Music Academy. So we're gonna be there performing. So they know that we're gonna be here in the interview. Come oh, see right. us. Come see us. All yeah. our friends and fans, they always follow us. Miss Nikki, I'll see you in a little while. All right, Nikki, she's going to see you in a little while. Let's hear the song some more, brother. Okay, we'll be right back with Angel's Chill Lounge. Wednesday. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel at 7 p.m. Kick back and listen. There is another consciousness, the eternal consciousness, a distinct, free of creed, not subject to tally, but cannot be purchased consciousness. Everything visible and invisible are realized through it, and perhaps even because of it. So still your mind and allow the dream to dissolve. Release your thoughts and all its complexities and inhale the oxygen love as it touches your lungs with every breath be present to it as it warms your skin be present to it as it comforts your soul like a gesture be present to it this vast limitless source does not subside at the time of death but it can manifest in your life into a open spatial universe from which to thrive in and create 
So waste not another breath searching for yourself and instead thrive in the internal consciousness and create yourself. Chill. One love. That's another edition of Angel's Chill Lounge. And that brings us to another edition of, or the end of another (laughs) edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Hey, but don't worry. It only means that we're that much closer to the next one next week (laughs) on Tuesday. But you can podcast us later on on iTunes because we're iTwins or just on demand on TwinTalkCast.com. Please check us out every Tuesday night on TwinTalkCast.com, 7 p.m. or on our podcast, like my brother says, we want to thank our guest, the sergeant from law enforcement, and we want to thank all law enforcement for what they do for us. And uh, also, I, I I just want to say hello to Abby something, Abby Normally. Thanks for uh, chiming in on Facebook and for listening, girl. Even though she was talking trash about us, she eh? was talking trash. Call hey, us. We can take that <laughs> shit, eh? We'll take it. We also want to say thank you to all our listeners. Want to thank. Uh, Jackie Casas for being here again and doing the uh, news and dirty laundry. She Billy Goodnight from Arkansas. Thanks for calling in, Billy Goodnight. Hey, Holmes, come on down. Uh, listen, Maria Guerra chimed in again talking about accents are sexy. She goes, oh, my God, I swear I was about to post that because I'm drooling here. She's drooling over your accent over there, Sandro. Thank you very much, Maria. I appreciate it. We want to <laughs> thank, indeed, <laughs> indeed, we want to thank Steve Fister and Sandro Feliciano from the Steve Fister Band. Thanks for being here with us again. Hey, thanks. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. Um, it was check, really a pleasure. Right and, on. And really, check them out Saturday night at the uh, Ice House in Pasadena, 9 o'clock, February 23rd. Hey, how much are the tickets? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Oh my God, you can't beat that. Hey, and thanks to that sergeant, eh? But bring more money. We have more CDs and T-shirts for sale. We don't want to go with anything else home. So you gotta take us yeah. home. <laughs> Good. Take you guys home, eh? Take us home. <laughs> if you can't take us live, take us the record. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was that number for Condam? Condam. <laughs> well, once again, we want to thank. We did. I did thank the sergeant for being on air with us. Also, thank you very much for listening. Please tune in next week, 7 p.m. for another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We'll and see you guys tell your week. friends. Tell your friends, y'all. All right, good night, y'all. See you next week. Choo!